Decker defines power as one's ability to make a difference in the world. That's power, and it makes sense. And what he says is that the source of that is actually shaped by what other people think of us. In other words, if they think we are credible, if they think we're going in the right direction, or if they think we can harm them or reward them, then we influence them and they give us that ability. It's what other people think of us. And our capacity to alter how others feel completely depends upon their trust in us. Their willingness to be influenced by us is what gives us power. So it's really kind of an interesting thought to think about that because we often think that power is something that people seize and that it's absolute. But we know from studying mankind, there are always people that find ways to rebel, to survive, to push back, to overthrow when power is illegitimately seized or maintained for a long period of time. Now, because many people in listening to this podcast are in positions of leadership, in positions of authority and power, I think there's a lot of cautionary lessons in what Dacker shared with us there, particularly when he spoke about how power can corrupt. Power is force for good. It can be a force for evil, and it can corrupt the individual that has it too much. I'm going to touch base on those just a few seconds here. First of all, empathy deficits. It's the sense of forgetting where we came from, the sense of feeling somehow different, superior, or removed from the people that are actually giving us their authority to do the things that we want to do or should do. So diminished moral sentiment is where we dehumanize others. It's where we begin to label and categorize instead of seeing that people are truly just people. A second way is self-serving impulsivity. Uh, I've got some power here. I've got uh, ability to do certain things. I'm just going to do them because I want to, because they'll make me feel better. In the long run, those kinds of selfish behaviors end up losing legitimacy and credibility with the people that we're trying to lead. And impulsive behaviors are the exact opposite of thoughtful behaviors. A third way is that power leads us to disrespect others. Uh, respect is a fundamental toward people wanting to be influenced and being willing to give us the ability to influence them. But when we become incivil and disrespectful and attacks become personal, then ultimately that is a corrupting of the power and it will erode the basis that people have given us that power. It can lead to a situation of exceptionalism. Uh, exceptionalism is the feeling of, well, the rules don't apply to me. I'm different because I have this power. They don't apply to me. A really fun thing to reread sometime is George Orwell's book, Animal Farm, in which there was a declaration that all animals are created equal, but then because the ruling animals felt differently, they said, but some are more equal than others. And sometimes that's what exceptionalism can cause us to do and become. So as I listen to Dacker and I've read some of his works, it causes me to really think hard. Am I allowing the position of influence I'm in to warp and distort and perhaps corrupt in different ways. Nobody can truly judge that except ourselves, but there can be some signs if we feel like we're losing influence, if we have lost the credibility seat at the table with the people that we're trying to lead, then it could be that one of these areas is hitting us. So how do we fight this? I think, again, this is very practical and worth going through. Uh, be aware of those feelings of power and focus on power enhancing the greater good. We know that there are very powerful people who have gone down in history who have made the world worse. But the people that we are inspired by and that we measure our conduct by, we hope, are those that used their power for the greater good to make the world a better and more exceptional place. To practice humility, being aware of the fact that we sometimes were given things that we didn't develop or do anything much on our own without the influence of others. Uh, a great mentor that I had for many years was a man named Charlie Tremendous Jones. And he said the breakthrough in his life is when he realized that he deserved nothing 
and he owed everything. Now, Charlie was highly successful and influenced literally millions of people through his writings, his speaking, his personal involvement. But he said it's when he figured out that he deserves nothing and he owes everything. And that's when he became incredibly successful from a financial sense and building great businesses, but also had that ability to influence others. Dacker says a third thing is to find ways to give. Uh, Years and years ago, my very first sales leader said to me, if money has become too important to you, there's one solution. Give away lots of it. Just start giving away thousands and thousands because otherwise you're going to cling to it and think that that's the real key to happiness and satisfaction. We can give in different ways of our time, our treasure, our talents, and finding a cause that we can focus on, which makes such a big difference. The fourth area is to practice respect. Respect. This dignifies people. It elevates their standing. And in fact, this can enable those people to give us even more influence and even more power. Respect tends to be returned. And when we can do that, it comes back. Somebody being esteemed, somebody feeling as though they're respected, empowers them and gives them the greatest feeling in the world. And let's realize we like to be around people that give us respect. It's a great feeling, not respect caused by fear. And so when we practice respect that we give to others, then it increases their ability also to respect. And then finally, there are some people in the world that truly are oppressed, truly are powerless. Dacker encourages us to find a cause, an organization, something that we can focus on to really change that in a very good way. So one of the great things about listening to Dr. Dacker Keltner He is a scholar, he's an academic, he is trained in statistical methods and observation, and he has chosen to do research that helps to underscore the fact that we are a compassionate species, that true happiness comes from enhancing the greater good. And my strong encouragement to all of us is that we think about that too. What is the reason that I'm on the earth? Is it to make the world a better place? Is it to make the world not even notice we were there? And I'm reminded of a a story that was once told about Nelson Mandela. Although Mandela had a great deal of controversy in his life, the one indisputable fact is that the 27 years that he spent in that jail cell off Robben Island changed the face of a nation and freed millions. What's less known is that Mandela had an opportunity to be released from prison after 20 years. That was the term of his sentence. And when the jailer said, you've served your time, you're free to go, he said no. I will not leave this prison until every other political prisoner has been freed. He stayed an additional seven years. When he was interviewed about why he did that, he said, well, I guess I have to blame my grandmother. My grandmother raised me and said, Nelson, there are three categories of people in the world. The vast majority of people go through the world and make no difference. No one outside their immediate family even knows they were there. There are a few people that go through the world and they make the world a worse place, a harsher place, a more dangerous place. And then there are a few people that go through their lives and they make the world better. And Nelson Mandela turned to the reporter and smiled and said, you wouldn't expect me to disappoint my old granny, would you? In other words, it's about realizing the significance of what we can do and fighting with all we've got to help the world become a better place. It's not about grab and get. It's about share and build. And that's really what we're all about. So very grateful for the insights from Dr. Keltner. Do check out his books, uh, The Power Paradox, Born to Be Good. Uh, Look at the Greater Good website from Berkeley. And Berkeley, by the way, is not a bunch of wild-eyed radicals. It's a lot of very calm, competent, well-educated scientific people that are focused on great things. 
And we look forward to next time we can be together. Let's go practice some goodness. Thanks. Thanks.